Good morning. This is Tommy Ray, and we're in episode 22 of Water Rights, Laws, Guns, and Money. Today, we're going to talk about a recent announcement about use of the Colorado River water. It will affect lots of downstream users. Most of the information in this episode is lifted directly from an article in the August 16 edition of the New York Times. You can read it at a later date, but this is a first and something you need to know. Most of the information in the first half of this episode is parroted from that article. The second half relays what the Denver Post says on how that announcement will impact Colorado. Stay tuned. We are in uncharted territory here. The blaring headline of the New York Times stated, in a first, U.S. declares shortage on Colorado River, forcing water cuts. Henry Fountain of the New York Times wrote, With climate change and long-term drought continuing to take a toll on the Colorado River, the federal government, for the first time, declared a water shortage at Lake Mead, one of the river's main reservoirs. The declaration triggers cuts in water supply that, for now, mostly will affect Arizona farmers. Beginning next year, they will be cut off from much of the water they have relied on for decades. Much smaller reductions are mandated for Nevada and for Mexico across the southern border. The Colorado River affects more than 40 million people in the West. Larger cuts for these people are likely in coming years as a warming climate continues to reduce how much water flows into the Colorado from rain and melting snow. Jennifer Pitt, who directs the Colorado River Program at the National Audubon Society, said, As this inexorable seeming decline in the supply continues, the shortages that we're beginning to see implemented are only going to increase. Once we're on that train, it's not clear where it stops. Wow. The Bureau of Reclamation, an agency of the Interior Department, declared the shortage as it issued its latest outlook for the river for the next 24 months. That forecast showed that by the end of this year, Lake Mead, the huge reservoir near Las Vegas, would reach a level of 1,066 feet above sea level. It hasn't seen a level that low since it began to fill after the completion of Hoover Dam in the 1930s. The lake will be at only 34% of capacity. Tanya Trujillo, Assistant Interior Secretary for Water and Science, said, Today's announcement highlights the challenges we face in the Colorado River Basin and elsewhere in the West. Water levels at Lake Mead and the other large Colorado reservoir, Lake Powell, in Utah, have been falling for years, 
leaving a telltale white bathtub ring of mineral deposits along the shoreline as demand has outpaced supply. The mandatory cuts, referred to as Tier 1 reductions, are part of a contingency plan approved in 2019 after lengthy negotiations among the seven states that use Colorado River water. California, Nevada, and Arizona in the lower basin and New Mexico, Utah, Colorado, and Wyoming in the upper basin. American Indian tribes and Mexican officials have also been involved in the planning. The shortage announced Monday affects only the lower basin states, but the Bureau of Reclamation may declare a similar shortage for the upper basin, perhaps as early as next year. The shortage declaration will reduce Arizona's supply of Colorado River water, delivered by a system of canals and pumping stations called the Central Arizona Project by about 20%, or 512,000 acre-feet. In anticipation of the cuts, some farmers have fallowed fields or switched to less water-intensive crops. Others will be pumping more groundwater to make up for the cuts, which raises additional questions about sustainability because groundwater supplies are not unlimited. Kevin Moran of the Environmental Defense Fund said, The river is the iconic resource, but we have to think about managing our groundwater as well. The question for Lake Mead and the Colorado is whether the Tier 1 cuts will be enough to halt the decline in supply as climate change continues to affect the river's flow. Additional tiers, which could go into effect soon if the lake levels continue to decline, as the forecast released Monday projects, would involve increasingly draconian cuts and even further reductions may have to be negotiated. Ted Cook, general manager of the Central Arizona Project said, this year has been one of the worst ever for runoff into the Colorado River. The big question is, what's going to happen in 2022? After two decades of drought, one thing we don't have is the resiliency in the reservoirs because they're so low now, we may not be able to withstand the type of year that we had this year back to back. Sharon Magdal, director of the Water Resource Research Institute at the University of Arizona, said she thought the declaration's focus on the dire state of the river would lead to more efforts in the region to use less water. I think we're going to see some adaptation, she said, but I don't know if we can do that much to avoid further cuts. With the various tier cuts that were negotiated, we're really only talking through 2025, she said. If things continue to get worse and worse, I think there would be some interventions to do even more. We can't let the river system fall. 
Lake Mead now contains about 12 million acre feet of water, far below its capacity of nearly 30 million acre feet. The last time it was anywhere near full was two decades ago. Since then, much of the Southwest has been mired in a drought that climate scientists say rivals some of the long-lasting droughts in the past 2,000 years. Even in the occasional recent year with good snowpack in the Rocky Mountains, the amount of water running off into the river has declined. Researchers say warming is likely to blame, as soils have become so dry that they soak up much of the melting snow like a sponge before it can reach the river. Planning for the likelihood of a reduced supply of Colorado River water began shortly after the drought first set in. By 2007, the states had developed guidelines for coping with shortages, which the 2019 agreement fleshed out. Camille Talton, a deputy commissioner of the Bureau of Reclamation said, today's announcement is a recognition that the hydrology that was planned for years ago and we hoped we'd never see is here. Mr. Moran of the Environmental Defense Fund said, the river is in uncharted territory. Climate scientists have pretty well articulated that something like 40 to 60% of the decline is due to a warming climate. He further said that the infrastructure bill, which has passed the Senate, but faces a rockier road in the house, includes at least several billion dollars that could help the region cope with this new reality. This includes money to improve so-called natural infrastructure, including forests, watersheds, and underground aquifers, which could help bolster the supply or at least slow the decline. Our water infrastructure is not just man-made reservoirs and treatment plants. It's the natural system too. So, will this reduction in use by downstream states affect Colorado? Well, it certainly could if things don't improve dramatically. Colorado will face additional pressure to take less Colorado River water. Here's what Bruce Finley, reporter for the Denver Post, wrote. As federal authorities have imposed the first ever mandatory cuts in how much water Arizona, Nevada, and Mexico take from the Colorado River, the states higher up the river face rising pressure to divert less. That has Colorado officials embarking on an effort to install measuring devices across the western slope to precisely account for just how much farmers, ranchers, and cities siphon off. The state is also developing a program to pay farmers, cities, and industries to use less of their allotted shares of river so that this could be banked in Lake Powell to meet the state's legal downriver obligations to California, Arizona, and Nevada.
All of this comes after this summer's emergency drawdown of Blue Mesa Reservoir near Gunnison and other federal reservoirs to leave more water in the 1,450-mile river. The recent declaration by the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation orders Arizona to cut the water it draws from Lake Mead by 512,000 acre-feet. This is about 18 or 20 percent of their use. Nevada has to cut by 7 percent, or 21,000 acre-feet, and Mexico by 5 percent, 80,000 acre-feet. The cuts must begin next year. The feds also declared that Colorado and its upper basin neighbors, that is Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico, will be allowed to deliver a little less water next year to Lake Powell, reducing the amount measured at Lee's Ferry just outside the Grand Canyon from 8.23 million acre-feet to 7.43 million acre-feet. That's because shrinking mountain snow, drought, and heat are depleting headwaters, authorities said. Still, average annual flows of water in the Colorado River have decreased by 19% since 2000. This is shown by federal records. And water levels in Lake Powell and Lake Mead have been falling steadily for years as 40 million people tap the river. This year's record low levels at those two lakes, now both up only about a third full, triggered the declaration. New projections unveiled by federal hydrologists that the river basin will dry out faster than previously expected may trigger additional cuts before 2025 based on states agreed on operating procedures. Taylor Halls, Colorado River Program Director for the Nature Conservancy, said, It's all connected. One river system, and we're just in different points of pain. Colorado Division of Water Resources Director Kevin Ryan met with ranchers and farmers around western Colorado last month seeking guidance on how best to install flumes and other devices to measure how much water they divert. Ryan said, we really need to know how much water people are using. It could affect our efforts to maintain our compliance with the River Compact. He was referring to the obligations under the 1922 Colorado River Compact that divvies water among the seven states. A legal call by California, Arizona, and Nevada eventually could force upper basin states to curtail water use if they fail to send required amounts downriver. It would take several bad years for us to fail, Ryan said. A key piece of data will be how much we use. Meanwhile, Colorado Water Conservation Board officials have scheduled a working session this month to consider expansion of pilot program efforts to pay farmers, cities, and industries 
to use less water, which analysts have said could cost the state hundreds of millions. Rebecca Mitchell, a board director who also represents Colorado in negotiating with other states over the river's water, said headwater users understand the risk and vulnerabilities we face due to severe drought and potentially hotter and drier future. Okay, we've heard from the experts. I think we all understand how this can impact those Coloradans living on the western slope. They may be asked to use less water. And the state will first talk to the largest users of west slope water, i.e. the Colorado and all its tributaries. So those of us living along the Front Range can breathe a lot easier. Whoa, not so fast. Some of the biggest diverters of Colorado River waters are Eastern Slope cities slash districts, particularly the Northern Colorado Water Conservancy District. Remember, it diverts about 240,000 acre feet annually directly from the Colorado River in Grand County. They will be leaned on hard to divert less water. And remember that many northern Colorado towns rely almost exclusively on CBT waters brought through the Alva B. Adams Tunnel by the Northern Colorado Water Conservancy District. Towns such as Fort Collins, Severance, Windsor, Erie, Frederick, and Firestone rely heavily on CBT. I suspect Loveland, Longmont, Boulder, and Broomfield will also feel the pain if Northern Colorado Water Conservancy District has to cut back on its diversions out of Grand County. Only Greeley may be spared since its supplies are mainly Eastern Slope waters. And Denver diverts 60 to 100,000 acre feet annually out of its Blue River diversions, tributaries to the Colorado River, And don't forget about Aurora and Colorado Springs. They divert out of the Homestake Project. The Homestake Project takes about 120,000 acre feet a year from Colorado River tributaries to these two Eastern Slope communities. So a great deal of Colorado, Western and Eastern Slope interests will be effective if more calls are put on the Colorado River. I don't fully understand the 1922 Colorado River Compact, nor what triggers reductions. But if more cuts start to occur, I'll dig into it and try to explain who gets affected first and for how much. That may have to be as soon as next year. Let's hope not. In the meantime, We'll keep talking about water issues. As you may have already figured out, there are many issues. We'll never run out of topics to discuss. The question I keep asking myself is which are most important? Oh well, as they say in Spanish, poco a poco, little by little. That's how we learn about water. This has been an interesting episode. 
I'm off to figure out which is the next most fascinating topic of water. Remember to tell your friends about this podcast. They want to know about water. And I'm grateful to those of you who have bought me cups of coffee. That makes me feel good, encourages me to keep going. Also, I like playing our mountain stream at the end of each episode. I'm going there now. See you next time.